Hi and welcome to episode 12 of the Big W Podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier. And a biggie on the way today, Jeff Andrews, the assistant coach, one of our assistant coaches, is going to join me to have a talk about the big game yesterday. What a spectacle it was. Great viewing for the people watching on the television through Channel 7. Very good advertisement for VFL football. Michael Wisley, one of our board members. Now, you might have heard Michael's name. You might have seen his face on the website. we now get the chance to find out a, why he's on the board and who he is. That's coming up. And Dave Shorten from ABC Homes will join us as well to tell us about a fantastic offer they've got because they are doing homes at unbelievable prices. And you can check out their new uh, display village at New Haven Display Village in Tarnit. They're making the great Australian home affordable again and a special offer we'll talk to you about for first home buyers a little later on. Also, thanks, of course, to Skybus, Fast, Frequent and Affordable Airport Transfers, Cario Waste Management, Clean, efficient and sustainable waste management services uh, and also churnsides by the river. If you've got a, uh, a birthday coming up, a celebration of any kind, give uh, Deanna a call on 97416688 and you can uh, get uh, get all that organised. Uh, lots of different uh, uh, packages and, uh, well, have a look. Have a look on the uh, on the Facebook page uh, and check it out and give uh, Deanna a call. Now, we look back on the game from the weekend. Uh, Werribee 13-987 went down to Essendon 16-399. Uh, Kaita Clace 3, Jake Riccardi 2, Gribble, Norton, Henderson, Munro, Malal, Sotomarco, Mark Lou and McFarlane all scoring goals. And the best players were named as Sotomarco, Gribble, Henderson, Coglin, DeClace and Malal. Uh, was a, uh, a game of uh, really high standard, high entertainment game. And we'll uh, talk right now, actually. Let's get stuck into the 41st up before we get to Michael Wosley from the board and also Dave Shorten from uh, ABC Homes. Let's talk footy with Jeff Andrews, one of our assistant coaches. Big W podcast, let's uh, find out, uh, let's get behind the scenes of what happened. Uh, the big match against Essendon on the weekend at Avalon Airport Oval, a narrow loss to the Werribee boys. And uh, joining us to talk about that, uh, our assistant coach, Jeff Andrews. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? Good, thanks, Kevin. Yourself? I'm well. How did you pull up after the weekend? Uh, pulled up a, a little bit, a few emotions, a little bit uh, disappointed, frustrated, uh, one, that, one that got away. And, and yet a little bit happy and proud to, to be really competitive against who we rate as one of the top teams. So a bit of everything. Yeah, no, they certainly are a very good team. And it was a, it was a terrific game to watch from the point of view of any spectator who turned on Channel 7 on the weekend would have got themselves a very good game and a very high standard uh, a game of football. Absolutely. And it's, it's actually, uh, I think if you remember back to last year, Kevin, it was a bit of a shootout last year. It was yeah. a television game late in the season and... Both scores, both teams scored over 100 points. I don't think the defensive coaches would be too wrapped in this day and age. But yeah, a really good spectacle for TV. High, high scoring, free flowing footy. And it was one of those games where it really did ebb and flow. Uh, sort of 10 minutes for the Bombers, 10 minutes for us, 10 minutes for them. It was one of those sort of games. Yeah, it was. And both sides had uh, had periods of uh, ascendancy, and and then we we tended to be. I think I did the uh, vision. A bit of the review last night, and uh, we were, I didn't realise I'd forgotten that we were in front a little bit early in the game. But the second part of the game, we were we were sort of always trying to peg them back, and we'd get close, and then they'd kick away again. Probably a little bit like last week against Williamstown, a bit of a pattern for us at the moment. What do you do in the box in that situation where the game uh, where you do have that ten minute turnaround where it's all them for ten minutes? So what what what's the kind of uh, the, the the psyche in the box at that stage? 
Uh, we're trying, the first thing we're trying to do is, is basically is just to try and work out what's going on. Is it something that they've done? Is, it, is there an extra number around the ball? Have they changed something? Is it just us dropping off? Is it rotations? And, and trying to get to the bottom of is it something that we can control and, and make a change to to, uh, to hopefully fix? Okay, now when you come up against a side like that, and we talked about this, so you and I spoke in the in the pre-game uh, breakfast, as it turned out to be, <laughs> rather than a lunch, um, uh, the fact that uh, they're such a fluid uh, uh, side in terms of who's in and who's out and who, who you're sort of matching up on, that that makes it a little more difficult. When you get there on, uh, on the day and see what they've got, uh, do you then have to change again? You do a little bit, but uh, generally if it's a really good AFL-listed player coming back, um, that's something you're going to know about up front. Um, there's not too many sort of ducks and drakes with uh, the AFL listed players coming coming into uh, into the side from injury, etc. If you know, and there might be somebody coming in from local footy or a 23rd player that we might not know much about. I suppose the other side to that coin, though, Kev, is that um, when you're playing the AFL listed sides, you've got a really good feel for how they want to play. Yeah. And that and that's based on there's no there wouldn't be any sides out there that are trying to play differently to their AFL um, version. So you've got a feel on how they want to play, and sometimes the personnel at VFL level might not be as well suited to the to that game style. So there's there's the positives and the negatives, and, and we know how they want to play, but the personnel can be uh, fluid, as you said. Jeff, is it as simple as the AFL strength is in their fitness and in their pace that that is where they 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 have it on top of the standalone VFL sides? Is it, is it that simplistic? It, it's definitely the pace. Um, we we reckon we've been running out games really well this year. So look, if we were the top end of their list is all playing AFL, and, and the younger guys have probably who are largely making up their VFL teams have had limited preseason. So perhaps not the fitness, but it's just the it's you know the craft sessions being full time athletes. They're they're touching the ball you know thousands of times per day you know during the week, and our blokes in season have limited time. So there is a bit of a touch aspect that uh, we feel that they've got an advantage as well. Is there an instinctive thing too? I mean, we talk about footballers being instinctive, but is there an instinctive thing too in the, uh, the fact that because they train together so much, they, they they spend so much time together that you know I'm going to go left immediately, I'm going to I'm going to turn around and uh, look at you in that way. You just have that instinctive feel about the person that you're with on the ground that we don't get that amount of time to spend together to be able to to get. Oh, it has to be, Kev. Has to be, and that's one thing that we've uh, we think we're starting to build a bit of is that chemistry. Obviously, it'll take us a bit longer in a non full time environment, but uh, it's our blokes. Have, this is the year two of, of standalone, so the the retention of players um, is going to get better because your players aren't leaving because they're missing out on a game because of an AFL alignment. So that's something that we definitely uh, are focusing on, and, and think will be an advantage for us in the future. A bit like the the willies and the ports where blokes have played together for years and those full-time athletes at the moment do have an advantage over us, but it's a, it's a gap that we're closing. Yeah, it's second year of, uh, of the standalone and, uh, you know, when you start to talk about blokes like, uh, you know, Gribble and uh, I guess Henderson and Sotomarco and Hanson and those blokes, they're, they're now st- have started to be, play together for a number of years now rather than just sort of one season on, one season off. Yeah, exactly. And and Henderson, who you mentioned there, you like I still think of him as that uh, you know that baby faced kid, you know, a pre season and a half ago. But he's got thirty games of AFL footy under his belt, and he's really starting to blossom. And he's played those thirty games with the, the Gribbles and sort of Marcos and Hansons. And uh, yeah, there's definitely some chemistry starting to build. Jake Riccardi, 
you know, he's only played 10 or 12 games, but he, he played two at the end of last year. So there's some, he came into our program this year having, you know, knowing most of the boys and those relationships are, uh, were already underway and they're just getting stronger and it, it's starting to happen. It does nothing like that happens overnight, but uh, things are starting to improve in that area for us for sure. One thing that I reckon the club should be really happy about is uh, there, there's an enormous jump, obviously, from suburban footy into the VFL ranks, but the two boys who came through on the weekend... Hodson and uh, and Mark Lou both uh, both looked uh, comfortable. I mean, it, obviously, it is a massive jump in pace and uh, and I imagine in uh, just impact. Um, and they, they both looked fairly comfortable. Yeah, they did. We uh, Alex came in and played mainly forward, and uh, and then a little bit, I think, through the midfield later in the game. And Hodgie, to his credit, who'd uh, who'd been around our program for a fair while, and injuries had just been really cruel to him. He played a fair bit of time in the midfield, and they both. Uh, did what all clubs ask of young blokes coming in, and that is that they played their role, and we were really happy with their with their contributions, and and see an almost upside with uh, with more game time and getting to know the other other boys that they're playing around. Uh, I know uh, coaches uh, don't like to single blokes out, but geez, I thought Michael Sotomarco uh, showed uh, exactly why he's the skipper of the footy club uh, in, in the game on the weekend. Yeah, he did, Kev. He did. I I'm, I'm, you know, work with Sods in the backline group and uh, obviously love having him down there. And um, when, when we need lifts in other areas of the, the ground, he's always the first name mentioned because he, he gives us sure ball handling, he gives us pace and, and he gives the opposition some um, some headaches, no doubt. And he's, he's one of our blokes that the opposition would spend some time on worrying about and, and working out how to canter. So, yeah, he had a great game. He, he had a, a few weeks off with an injury early in the year, and he's a bit quiet when he came back, but his form is building back to his best right yeah. now. Yeah, and he's a really tough nut at the footy too, which is, is part of that kind of leadership style that you want, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's probably a little bit of that uh, Trent Cochin sort of tough nut. It's not um, there for all to see, but when you're in terms of, you know, he, he's running off a half-back flank, but when there's a contested ball, um, as Choco always says, he puts his head in the hole and he does the tough thing, and he did a couple of things yesterday where, I heard the crowd sort of go, ooh, and it was, it was <laughs> terrific. And, and the players around him get a lift when he does that sort of stuff. You know, little in stature, but big heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple of blokes have finished the game on the bench. We don't know uh, the extent of their injuries at this stage. But uh, one I wanted to ask you about was Angus Clark, who's been missing for the last three or four weeks. Is is he close to coming back? Yeah, he is. He trained uh, trained last week, uh, our last session of the week last Thursday night. And he was really close to coming back and just uh, just decided to give him the one more week just to make sure that in uh, in this day and age with concussion, you just want to make sure that uh, everything, every box is ticked. And uh, yeah, he had a good session Thursday night, trained the whole week last week. So I would imagine Gus could be lining up for us this week for sure. And it uh, doesn't get any easier this week up against Collingwood. No, it doesn't. They, uh, they We thought that they were just about the best side we played last year. And uh, I think they've had a few injuries um, which might have uh, held them back a little bit, but it looks like they're coming into a bit of form. So doesn't get any easier, but a challenge we're looking forward to nonetheless. Good on you, Jeff. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much. We'll see you at Avalon Airport Oval on Saturday. Thanks, Kev. Go the beef. On the Big W podcast, the chance to uh, go behind the scenes a little with the club and... Uh, Talk to some of the people you might not uh, get the opportunity to know and you might see their face on the website and wonder wonder how that bloke or that uh, lady uh, finished up at the club. Uh, and uh, we uh, thought we'd start with Michael Wosley, who is, uh, of course, one of our members of the board. Hello, Michael. Hey, Kevin. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for being part of the Werribee Football Club, for starters, uh, and thanks for being on the podcast. That's an honour. 
Let's uh, let's talk about uh, your involvement with the club because, uh, as I know and uh, and as you know, it goes back to uh, the relationship between the club and Matchworks. Yeah, correct. I was uh, fortunate enough to be running Matchworks at a time where we undertook uh, a partnership with the football club. I think about two thousand and five, when we were, we were expanding into the Werribee region, and very quickly in our homework understood that if you want to be seen as a community organisation, which was certainly what we aim to be, then the best way to do that would be to engage with the Werribee Tigers. So we did that and um, so my relationship for about 10 years was as, as general manager of Matchworks and then therefore overseer of the sponsorship arrangement. And that uh, that relationship between the club and Matchworks, I mean, it wasn't just a straight uh, sponsorship deal where, you know, money changes hands. There really was some involvement with, uh, with the club working with some people uh, through Matchworks, uh, providing opportunities for employment and all those sorts of areas that, that were kind of, uh, I guess, uh, a bit more than just your, your normal stock standard sponsorship deal. Yeah, that's right. And, and Matchworks being a part of a, a, a large charity and community organisation, it was very important that once we established uh, growth in any area in Australia where we grew to, uh, that we wanted to make sure that we we're seen as part of the community and giving back to the community. And as I mentioned before, uh, a really great avenue to be seen as a community organisation that's there for the long run was to get involved with the football club and, and then help the football club in the work it does both on the field and off the field. Now, were you still at Matchworks when you came onto the board or had you moved to a Very Special Kids by then? No, no. I, I, I've been at Very Special Kids for three years, so three years since I finished at Matchworks uh, and I started on the board this time last year, so it definitely wasn't, uh, did, there was no overlap there. Uh, so tell us how you go from being you know, involved in, in a sponsorship area and uh, as part of the Matchworks organisation. So who tapped you on the shoulder and, and what made you say yes? Well, I suppose over a long period of time, uh, I developed a good understanding of the club and would come to a few functions every year um, and would often meet with John Nichols and Mark Penalina. And initially, it was probably Mark and John who I uh, developed a really good rapport with, uh, really high regard for them as people and what they do for the club. Uh, and then, probably not after I finished the match work, I suppose, uh, in the NUC store, an opportunity where I was no longer in a conflict of interest situation um, and thought maybe I had something to offer the board. So they approached me about 18 months ago and, yeah, I've been on the board for about a year. Uh, so tell us what's your portfolio on the board? Uh, my my portfolio is governance, which doesn't sound that exciting, but uh, as the club have talked about for quite a while, um, we're looking and striving to be better and more professional both on the field and off the field. And as a as an emerging uh, senior um provider of elite sport. Um, it was very important that behind the scenes we have the right policies and processes, that we've got very clear understandings for how we bring in money, how we manage our money, uh, how we um, mitigate uh, our risks going forward. Uh, and any government or major funder or even a body like the AFL are going to have higher requirements than on any organisation it deals with. So I suppose my portfolio is to help uh, Werribee continue to improve in that area. When you uh, got, uh, I guess, uh, a look into all aspects of the of the footy club, uh, not just from a sponsorship point of view, and from from that uh, sort of hat that you held with the club, are you surprised? Uh, do you know the length and breadth of uh, the areas the club has to cover? Yeah, it does. I suppose, as you touched on, I was lucky to have a fairly good understanding over a long period of time about the real the real um, trigger points. Yep. But it still surprises me the number of people. Like every event I go to, I'm meeting three or four people who. I hadn't met before, but uh, who uh, have a long uh, and impressive story of connection with the club. So the, the the spread is obviously much bigger than what you see when you go to one or two functions. 
but even even the way the club works behind the scenes to try and support uh, the, the players we bring down. A lot of the players we get come from regional Victoria or interstate, um, and it's a big ask for them to, to move down. Um, obviously, they see an attraction of the club, but but it's hard for them to settle. And uh, I was speaking to Ryan Hebram's uh, parents yesterday yep. um, who uh, came down from Sydney. And despite the fact that they didn't enjoy the cold, um, they <laughs> were really, really, imp- really impressed with how the club was doing everything it can within its limitations to look after Ryan and settle him. Yeah, no, there's uh, there's many and varied uh, different aspects that, uh, you know, the club obviously in governance of, of people as much as uh, the other thing as well. Uh, the amount of time, is it, uh, has it been more or less than you expected? Probably, if I'm honest, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I've been yeah. on other boards before that have been a little bit more strictly governance and strategy um, and maybe six meetings a year and obviously the nature of Werribee and being a football club and still having to, to consider where it's going to raise its revenue from, you know, the extra calls for helping Jimmy on the barbecue uh, or coming to extra functions or even, even making an appearance at training and having a meal with the, with the boys after training. They're, they're a little bit unique to a footy club or any sporting club, I think, than, than your normal normal board role. But uh, it's, it's been good. It's been uh, engaging for someone who grew up loving sport and playing sport. But because of my age and, and other factors and work, I haven't had a lot of connections with uh, grassroots sport for a while. And we should point out, uh, it's not like you've got a, a job that's only, you know, a part-time job. You're the CEO of Very Special Kids these days, which is itself, uh, uh, I would imagine, a very consuming amount of time uh, into your personal life as well. Yeah, I think any CEO role has uh, time management challenges. Um, mine are made a little bit different in that, yeah, we're Very Special Kids as a charity and predominantly self-funded through fundraising and donations. So a lot of my time as CEO is spent on evenings and weekends to you know, in, in attending functions and engaging with our major funding stakeholders, which is a lot easier to do after hours yeah. for them. So so that that with you know, board meetings and, and games are obviously on the weekend, that just puts a little bit of extra time on my weeknights and weekends. And But my, my weekdays are a little bit less hectic, so it's a bit unusual. Um, as uh, always, want to thank you very much for your time for uh, having a chat to us on the podcast. But uh, more than anything else, want to thank you for your commitment to the footy club over a, a number of years now, and, and actually sort of standing up and uh, when tapped on the shoulder, went, "Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get involved in that." I think it's very admirable, and we appreciate it and love having you around the club. Great, thanks, Kevin. It's an honour to be in the role. On the Big W Podcast, uh, it's always terrific to catch up with one of our great sponsors and the Australian Building Company is certainly one of those of this podcast and of the football club. And Dave Shorten joins me, who's the uh, Victorian Sales and Branding Manager. G'day, Dave. How are you going? Good, mate. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Now, we want to talk to you about this unbelievable offer you've got, a 99k offer for first-home buyers. Give us a little bit of detail on that. Yeah, so... Look, we, uh, we sort of uh, target our business to the first-home buyer and investor market. So a lot of that is obviously about price point. So we're in the, uh, the new, new home residential space, so new homes on all the um, subdivisions in the outer suburbs of Melbourne mainly um, and a little bit into regional Victoria too. But, yeah, look, our, our latest promotion here is to try and get some of the home first-home buyers back into the market by offering a pretty unbeatable price, we think. So that's... Um, $99,000 for um, a new home and land package um, plus the land, obviously, depending on where you're wanting to go. Um, and that'll include your flooring, your driveway and your roller blinds as well. So just making the process very, very easy. 
Now, I remember my first home, and it wasn't very big. It certainly didn't have three bedrooms, two bathroom, blinds, driveway, and floor, and you know, flash flooring. So, it's not just a. Uh, this is this is a very very nice home that we're talking about. Yeah. So so prior to this promo, we were um, had it on online at uh, one hundred thirty nine thousand. So we've actually been able wow. to, you know, not not necessarily strip anything out of it um, in terms of you still get your roof and everything, um, but we actually. We thought that people might think that we would do that, so that's why we added in extra things over and above our, our normal offerings. So to get the, the floor in the blinds and the driveway as well, um, we'll really give people that sort of peace of mind, I guess. Yeah, no, it's terrific stuff. Uh, and uh, you've got a display village down at Tunney where people can come and see the, the kind of workmanship we're talking about. Yeah, so probably the, the best showcase of our, our homes is the new, new display we have down in the New Haven display village down in Tarnay. Um, that's uh, that's got a 29 square single story on there. It's a little bit bigger than this one, but it will give you an idea of the the quality. And we've put in a, a new rate ceiling in there. It's the first one that we've had on display, and it looks pretty amazing. So definitely encourage people to head down there. Uh, good stuff. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your support of the Footy Club and of this uh, podcast, Dave. And uh, that's a, that's an unbelievable offer. People just need to go to the website and they can check out all the details or head down to that New Haven Display Village in Tarnit. Yeah, perfect. Yep, so abchomes.com.au. Good on you, Dave. Thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks, Kevin. Cheers. My thanks to our three guests on uh, this Big W Podcast, Episode 12. Jeff Andrews, one of our assistant coaches. Uh, also to Michael Wosley from the board and Dave Shorten from ABC Homes. That is an unbelievable offer, isn't it? That 99K. Uh, love to see you at Avalon Airport Oval this coming Saturday, of course, when we take on Collingwood. Got the past players and officials day and members dedication day coming up uh, when we take on Port Melbourne. And the ladies day is on the way as well. All those details are up on the uh, Werribee Footy Club Facebook page. Also on our website, Werribee wbfc.com.au details of our merchandise they've got the uh, terrific new I'm wearing one right now actually have a look at that uh, it is the new 2019 hoodie all the a range of uh, goodies are there if you want to have a look at that it's all on the website and of course you can uh, book tickets for the president's uh, functions uh, pre-game uh, for the next coming week so we'd love to see you sad day when we take on Collingwood at uh, Avalon Airport Oval uh, and uh, like to see you in the stands uh, in your uh, in your good Werribee clobber uh, cheering the boys on we'll see you too clock on Saturday afternoon.